make me sad because I'm realizing how much better financially I could be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, how, know, um, just for like perspective's sake, how big were these bags? Uh, it was um, in total. So like the 100%, not what I would have taken home. The 100% of all these deals. How you doing, RST Matt? <laughs> it's been a while since we since we've been in the studio. Yeah, or even yeah. recorded a podcast in general. Hey, it's been a minute. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. We usually we usually load up on our content. So this is some every time we come back, it's like ah, uh, you know, you have to get in the groove again. You know, it's not it's not it's like pushing the pedal and it's like you know the winter starting your car is like yeah. just starting yeah, yeah that's you, gotta get, you gotta get it started and what's new anybody anybody doing anything interesting these days <laughs> just Inj- indoors. injuries any injuries yeah, or anything um i got a, i got a story i was running outside and uh just doing my casual running and yeah. i i land on my ankle and basically it goes like this uh-oh um so yeah that's 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 what i've been dealing with for the past like two weeks um you haven't, haven't been able to train a little bit but you know it's it's all good you're running on the snow eh? yeah i was running outside <laughs> i i should have worn my spikes but it is what it is Uh-oh. it's dangerous out there yeah man it's, I, I was like it was like i was feeling good like the running was solid right and then um all of a sudden my foot just goes boom like the last like 500 meters and i was like ah Uh oh yeah yeah anyway speaking of running uh i think it's time to bring on our guest for today he's the hussein bolt of winnipeg who's run a 1.5 or one minute 56 second 800 meter dash he's an inspiring tiktoker and more importantly here to talk about his rise please welcome noel kendall hey yo what's up Kendall? (laughs) i was um Usain Bolt of Winnipeg, that's a fun one. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> that's you, that's you, because you're fast, eh? You're pretty fast. Yeah, I'm fast, but there's definitely kids that are faster than me here. Um, yeah, so, 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 so thank you, you. I appreciate the sentiment, but... <laughs> nah, nah, we got you, we got you. So so you run. You're, the reason we called you the Usain Bolt is because you run, right? You're a track and field yeah. athlete. Yeah, I, I run for the University of Manitoba. Okay, so talk about how, how that started and how long you've been running. Oh, okay. Um, well, initially I was like big into soccer mm-hmm. and like the first two years of high school, I was like on the, the high school soccer team. And I think it was grade, maybe the end of grade nine or beginning of grade 10, kind of in that area. My coach was like, Hey, like, do, why do you like never need to be subbed off? Like you can just go. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, he's like, you should just go to the track team. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I kind of, I went to the track team practice and I wasn't, I definitely wasn't like the best one there right off the gun, gun, but I was like better than some of the people that had been training all year. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, maybe this is for me. So then I kind of kept going with it. Um, And my grade 10 year, I wasn't doing like so hot, but I was like, I like made a few finals. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll like take this step further and like go into club because like there's high school and then there's club. Yeah. So then I went to club because a few of my teammates were there and within I want to say like two weeks I was already running like four or five seconds faster there you go and yeah it was it was kind of weird because then like I hit 
there's like a thing called the two minute barrier in the 800. It's like the thing that everybody wants to hit, especially in high school. Sure. Um, and I went from being like 207 by like in like grade 10 to like two flat within two, within like two months of me getting trained wow. um, yeah. at the club level. So like, I think that was like, my coach must have just like done something <laughs> so there's that and then yeah it's kind of been ever since i've kind of just been like all in on this running thing uh haven't trained in a few weeks because the weather's poor and we're not allowed to train with teammates and i just lack motivation so <laughs> um so then on tuesdays thursdays saturdays and sundays i would have like actual workouts where i'd be on the track um and that ranged anywhere from like doing like speed work to speed endurance to make me want to puke in the middle of the workout which Jeez. i'm definitely not um not a stranger to let's say put it that way <laughs> does, it, does so, that mean does that mean you're pushing yourself though like is that your indication to be like okay this is like my limit and then each time you try to hit it more or um that's actually a good question i've never thought of it about like hitting my limit yeah so how it usually goes is usually you run the race and you kind of walk around and like, I don't know what's happening for like, <laughs> like about like three minutes and then it all starts coming up. So if okay. it comes up in the middle of a workout, you know that you've already hit that point okay. and you're just trying to survive. Yeah. So usually if you hit it in the middle, you know, it's going to be downhill. <laughs> like, there have been points, um, cause I recently switched coaches as well. So mm-hmm. his program is a lot like, just like, we're just going to run and see if we die. So that's. That's pretty fun. Um, but anyway, so there's points in those workouts where like I'll be two reps in mm-hmm. and I'll be with the front pack and I'll be feeling good. And then I'll take one more step and I'll be like, oh no, that's not oh. good. You feel it like coming. Draw back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just got to draw back to like seventh or eighth place. And you're like, okay, nice. <laughs> so so you when- ever, like find yourself just like always trying to get to that puking stage or is it like, do you, do you just chill out for a bit? Like, has that always been your mentality? Just like push it metal to the ground or? No, it's, you'll hear a lot of people say this, that it's all about, um, uh, it's all about like finding that like easy medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, my old coach used to say is 80% on a good day, 60% on a bad day. If you, if you wake up feeling terrible, 60% max is your workout effort for that day. If you wake up, if you work out feeling if you wake up feeling amazing, 80%, because you don't want to push it to a hundred because a hundred's for race day. Oh. So yeah. like, how do you get yeah. used to that hundred percent though? Right. Like if you, if you never trained it in then, actual training, then the, that's when you use like your race sim. So it's usually like you have like the week up to it. Yeah. You've done all the work and you've run all your like stuff and then you work on your race pace. So for an 800 per se, my, let's say the race is on a Saturday. On a Tuesday, I would do a 600 and a 400 at race pace with like ample rest between like eight eight minutes rest Mm -hmm. so I could like get full recovery. So I try and run that at race pace just so I can get used to how I should feel. Um, And the reason you do more than the actual thing is because you want to get your body accustomed to running further than what you need. So that way you can like run through the line, which I never did. Um, (laughs) What does it mean by run through the line? Run through the line, essentially, just, like, make sure you don't ease up. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay, you know yeah. how you see this, you know, a 100-meter dash, they're, like, yeah. they dip at the line? Yeah. When you look at a 1,500, they're usually leaning back at the line. Oh, okay, okay. I when see, they go through. 
Okay. So yeah, I swear I could be like half a second faster if I actually ran through. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So that's how you get used to a hundred. You just kind of like you turn it on every little bit, and especially like on speed days, like days where I would just be doing like maximum hundred meter length reps. That's I would kind of I wouldn't use the eighty rules because I'm like it's like a hundred meters, and if my hamstring is feeling bad, I'm probably not going to be doing this anyways. And so that's when I would like get used to getting my feet moving. And then you kind of just, yeah, it's, there's a lot of like personal feel behind it. Cause I know some of my friends would just go like a hundred like balls to the wall 24 seven and they like have never been injured. So I just don't understand it. <laughs> so is it more like a injury prevention thing? Like not running hundred percent all the time? Yeah. It's more okay. of an injury because your body is only used to, the whole point of training is you're training your body to get used to a certain custom. So obviously like the 80% is going to change as you get like more fit. Right. Right. right? Yeah. But it's basically a point. You don't want to use the last 20% because usually that last 20% is like, you're like adrenaline. So you just got to like get yourself psyched for that. Have, yeah, there's that. Have you ever been injured or like, like oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Funny story actually. So, Good. there was conference meet mm-hmm. last year four by eight and 600 um didn't do well in the individual our team got second in the four by eight pretty good but we'd won it last year so we were kind of upset sure. i was the new guy on the team everyone else had run it in that team the year before so i was the new guy there um mm-hmm. and yeah, so I was a new guy, and I I ran, like, an okay race. And then it was kind of interesting because, like, I had, like, a week. I had two weeks in between them, and I had one week of, like, solid training, and then it was, like, a taper week. You don't want to go too hard because you're racing at, like, the end of the week. Yeah. On my taper week, I was doing speed, and I just blew my hamstring up. Oh. And my physio was like, listen, if you do nothing until Friday, you can run. Like if you just do nothing. So Uh-oh. I was like, okay, like nice. <laughs> so like I get on the plane, we bring an extra just in case. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was like, everyone was going to the track to do like their like warm up and shake out that day. And I was like, I can't, like I physically should just stay with the physios here, should, like get my leg worked on. So for four days I was getting my leg worked on. Um, and then the day the race happens, and that's the day I'm like, okay, I should probably get up and move before I even run. So in the morning I go and I go to, cause we were in Edmonton. So there was the track and then they have, they have the thing called the butter dome. That's where the track is. It's literally it looks like a slab of butter. It's the ugliest thing I think I've ever seen. Um, and then next to it is like their ALC. Okay. Yeah. Like their, their school gym. So they would let us use that. So I went and I did like a bike um, cause it's less strenuous on the hamstring. Mm-hmm. So I felt good there and I was like, okay, like maybe I can do this thing. And I knew I was fit. So like, I knew five days wouldn't like ruin how fast I could run. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good throughout the entire warm up to the race. I do my first like Excel. I first one in spikes threw on the spikes. I'm getting ready. The other guy, the guy who we brought as the extra is like taking off his bib. Cause he's like, I don't need it. Like I don't need it right now. And I just, four steps in collapse 
Oh no. And I was like in tears. I acted like pretty petty about it too. Like I was kind of like, like this is all my fault. Like if we don't win, it's all my fault. Even though I was probably the slowest one on the team at that point. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I didn't take it well. But yeah, my hamstring blew up. It was, and it took. Well, I don't. Even, like, I want to say after that, probably about five weeks for it to actually like for me to be able to run comfortably again, uh-huh. without having to like alter my stride. Um, so that was like my my big like my one major injury that I've had. I've had a whole bunch of like other stuff that's like kept me up for like like a week. And runners, like track runners, especially at the university, no one wants to admit when they're hurt. No one likes to be co- go to their physio and be like, hey, I think I messed up. Yeah. So a lot of them, they just run through it, which definitely isn't the best thing. Um, and basically me not listening is what happened in a hamstring because it was just a whole bunch of little things built up over time mixed with not enough hydration and then it was game over for me that's that's painful bro <laughs> yeah right like because then there's like the party the next day yeah like, like since you're at nationals everyone just goes to a club and just gets yeah they did they for, try to forget what happened over the weekend <laughs> and i don't think i've ever dragged myself into more of a comatose state because i was like so upset than that night it was it was a rough <laughs> one. Oh no <laughs> Everclear in Alberta is not fun. (laughs) As much as a sport is physically, like I'm I'm sure it's crazy tough mentally, right? Like how do you deal with that situation? Like you you put like at least four, three months into training and now all of a sudden a week left and it's Mm. it's time to go and your hamstring just cracks on you. Like how do you how do you deal with that mentally? So I have had like mental struggles in the past. Um, I've had like a long history with mental health. Um, so I was actually feeling good about my mental health at this point. Sure. Right. And I felt like, I felt like I dealt with it the right way, at least the injury part and not being able to race. Yeah. Obviously I drank, but you just do that cause yeah. you know, it's fun and you're a little bit sad, but you're not going to like beat yourself up over it. But what really got me is the not being able to run for the five weeks. And within those five weeks, we got back from nationals and two weeks later, the city went locked down or a week later, the city went locked oh, down. Okay. Right. So I was, I was not able to run. Yeah. I had online classes now and I couldn't see any of my teammates, yeah. let alone my girlfriend at the time. So I was sitting there just like it literally sitting in that corner there every day, just on my laptop <laughs> doing schoolwork. And then I would just, play video games for the rest of the day and it was probably people would be like oh just play video games all day that's amazing but when my life was running i it was not a fun time for me definitely not the same no not at all (laughs) like do you use that as an escape like obviously like for me uh, i'm not a athlete in track and field or whatever but like running for me like i i do like training for like i'm training for a marathon right now but we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens um but like obviously for me i just love running because I, I play soccer right so just mm-hmm. getting in shape for that as well um do you ever like for me it's personally i can say for myself it is an escape from whatever is going on in my life right now right like um i can just put all that stress forward into what i'm running that day and just grind it out and it works for me so do you ever use that as an escape 
Um, there was a time when I did. Um, now it's more like I've gotten to the point where my like longer runs even get to be a struggle. Yeah. Because like, um, we use this app called Strava, right? Okay. Um, it's basically just like you put up your runs and you it shows your distance, shows your pace, it shows all that stuff. So um, since I haven't been able to like train with people, I've been training alone um, and they just get to see like the paces they're running. And I'm always trying to, I, I, I'm one of the guys who runs in the afternoon and all my teammates run in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like I'll see their paces. So basically through all my runs, I just try and match their paces. So I don't see it as an escape anymore, which kind mm-hmm. of sucks, but the end of the day every time i'm running i'm like well i'm just getting better like every step is me getting a little bit better as much as i hate it and especially beginning of winter like you said you fell at the during the intro yeah uh the amount of times there's like a corner up by my house and it's like uh at the start of my like workouts it's like you have one 30 hard 30 second rep i need to go around that corner in that hard 30 second rep every single time i don't know why i haven't changed my starting position mm-hmm. but i do and the amount of times that I have fallen, just feet out from under me, just sliding <laughs> is like, you could probably make like a good 25 sec, 25 second montage of me just like two second clips of just boom, boom. That's a TikTok it's, right there, man. That's a TikTok. I oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you got, you got to add the, the sound, the oh no sound to it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I got to, maybe I got my brother to film me one time. <laughs> oh, I could. yeah i I don't know it's you know i don't really see it as an escape anymore it used to be and i used to be one of those things where i would run and i'd be like yeah like this is nice that's what i want um there's times when even during those runs i just forget about everything and i just kind of get into the flow of things um but at the end of the day no i don't see it as an escape anymore i see more of the going to practice being with people who i like which is what I've missed so much. I see that more as the escape. And especially like when you're all hurting together, you have one rep left in the workout and everyone's like hands on knees. You have 20 seconds left in the rest and you just look at each other like, all right, who's taking this one? Um, so that, that stuff is more of an escape, even though you hate it. It's like, yeah. But, but I, I assume you genuinely enjoy the whole process of running and training for this as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. You're going to, lo- all, most runners will say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They hate running and they enjoy racing. Okay. Basically meaning they enjoy being at the meets they, I mm-hmm. like racing, even though if I have a, even though it feels awful afterwards, even though it hurts like hell. And even though practices hurt, mm-hmm. you enjoy the camaraderie, you enjoy the, the teammates. You don't like the actual physical activity of running, even though you're good at it. And even though you know, let's say you're having a really good workout and you're, you're amped for it. You still kind of don't, there's a part of you that doesn't want to do that next rep. Yeah. Right. Even though you feel amazing, there's part of you that's like, I don't want to like, what if I after this? For me, at least I really enjoy racing and I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy the teammates, I enjoy sportsmanship. I don't like the practicing just because it's just constant pain Yeah. all the time. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and I mentioned that I like I switched coaches earlier, so my workouts went from like an average of like maybe twenty five minutes long, mm-hmm. like in total work, to probably like thirty to forty five minutes long, depending on the day now. Yeah. So, 
and it's and it's usually on the 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 longer end. It's usually like like forty to forty five. Okay. So yeah, and- so it's just it's pure hell. <laughs> and maybe it's like of those 30, 40 minutes, it would be like twenty seven of it is work and thirteen of it is rest. Okay. So it's like mm-hmm. for every two minutes you run, you get a minute rest. And it's not the worst thing in the world, but that adds up. Yeah, that's true. What so like as athletes, right? Like we once like we we set goals for ourselves, right? Like I've played at a competitive age. I've always had a goal to get better at some sort of skill in soccer or whatever. When you hit that stage, right? Like let's say you meet that goal. So let's say you want to run sub two uh eight hundred meter what's the, what what do you ask yourself next like how do you continue pushing yourself forward how do you stay hungry so this actually goes into like a, a really cool story actually so my whole goal that grade 11 year was to break two minutes mm-hmm. and i got really close so when we went to the national meet like with my club um i was in the slowest 800 meter heat of the qualifiers funnily enough nowadays that heat would be like one of the faster ones just because of the way ages work um but i was in the slowest heat and i broke two minutes for the first time i won the heat i led from gun to tape which was like yeah that's great right wrong i got dq'd Um, (laughs) so i the only reason i knew i broke two was because i hit the line first yeah and it your time pops up and it was it wasn't like a time that it could have been adjusted up like it was like 59.3 so there's a full like 7.7 of a second there Mm -hmm. um so i was like yeah i did it and then next thing i know it refreshes on the leaderboard my name's not at the top i'm at the bottom dq rule 1.4 c or something like that basically i stepped on the line before we cut in oh okay um so i told my coach i'm like listen like i know i've broken two Mm -hmm. but i just need to do it again and when I do it again, I'm never not breaking two is what I would tell myself. So that essentially the answer to your question is, um, I think Ronaldo said it, and you probably know this. He says, don't practice until you get it right. Practice until you can never get it wrong. So go. in my eyes, getting it wrong would be not breaking two. Um, so, yeah. And then that grade 12 year was terrible for me. I like, oh, I, I was only running 159 times. Like, yeah, that's good. But you don't want to be running in the same time the entire time what what's the Uh, yeah what's the limit like is is there like a human limit to like you know could you run a 130 like i think the record is like 140 something 143 140.91 yeah the current record so how attainable is that here's the thing i and this is gonna sound terrible as much as i love the world records i think that every athlete who is running under a certain time mm-hmm. is doing some sort of thing in the gray area, not necessarily illegal, but probably not the most sought after thing. Sure. So I'm not saying that the world record holder has <laughs> done some stuff. I'm not saying that he may well be hundred percent natural mm-hmm. and same with all the other world record holders. I just think that once you get past I've always thought like the 143 area because I know guys who I know are like completely clean. Like I've like grown up with them and like I've like trained with them 24 seven 
who have run like 144 times. Oh, and I know God. that they are not or 145 times. I know they are clean. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. And like, I think that like, maybe it's just like, it's about where you live. Cause Winnipeg is not a good place. Maybe they just, they use the altitude correctly. Maybe they just do all that stuff. Maybe they have like this super personalized system, mm-hmm. but I personally think that there's a gray area that people are playing in and that. Mm-hmm. So the human, the human limit, I want to say is probably where the world record is right now. I think someone eventually is going to hit that world record clean. Sure. He might've already done it. Yeah. But in terms of with a gray area, I think probably about one, probably maybe a second, maybe a second faster than what it's currently at because no one has touched that world record since 2012. Damn. So, yeah. But, but didn't, didn't people, I like, I, I remember watching, I don't know the guy's name, but um, he tried to, uh, this is like more like long distance. Um, he wanted to run, I think under a two hour marathon. And then for, oh, the, long, yeah. for um, the longest time, people thought that wasn't possible. And then I think some, once some, and even the four minute mile people for the longest time thought that wasn't possible. And then I think somebody eventually hit it and that just became like, not the yeah. norm, well, but like whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it kind of, obviously humans evolve. Yeah. We evolve with time. So people in like eight, in like early 1900s thought that, four minutes would kill you mm-hmm. a four minute mile would kill you because and the re- the reason they thought this and this is actually pretty funny is that some guy did it on his bike okay. and he was like out of breath and like <gasps> like sucking up air so they thought if you were to run that because they thought biking was easier than running which i think it is mm. if you were to run that you would like die but the thing is like his bike was def a probably not the best bike in the world to ride on for speed mm-hmm uh and b it was a bike in the 1950s like yeah have you seen those things (laughs) one one wheel is like 30 times bigger than the other one um but oh gosh i don't even i have a book about it somewhere essentially once roger bannister did it the guy who broke four for the first time um sorry sir roger bannister queen of england and (laughs) all that he's gonna come at you Uh, Oh, he's going to come at me, man. Uh, as soon as he broke it, like like two days later, a guy in Australia did it. And then two days later, he ran faster. Mm-hmm. So it, at some point, there's a psychological barrier yeah. that goes to it. Um, same with the two-hour marathon. Kipchoge almost did it. Then he ran a legal world record of 201.43. Mm-hmm. My track knowledge is stupid. Like, there, I you know. there you go. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, <laughs> And then um, he broke it. He broke two minutes in an illegal race because there was pacers and basically the rules are if you didn't start the race, you can't finish it mm-hmm. or you can't hop in. Um, and basically they just, so he did that. And now you're seeing people running closer to his original world record time of 201. Yeah. So I think that once people th- see a barrier get broken, they get that confidence. So for all I know, as soon as somebody hits 140, like breaks, goes like 139.99 in the yeah. 800, yeah. you're going to see a plethora of people go down. I don't know. Like, it's all speculation. I personally think like 139 is probably the human limit. Sure. But I do think that gray areas happen to exist. 
um, more so in distance running and longer distance running than in sprinting mm -hmm. because sprinters are notorious for steroids. <laughs> I guess that helps. I guess it helps them run. <laughs> well, it, uh, it does in the sense that um, the steroids they're taking, they aren't meant to run. It's meant for you're able to lift your max weight twice a day, essentially is what the steroids are taking. Okay. So they can just get those gains and they can just become more powerful sure. from the start um like right off the hop and that gives them an advantage like there's a canadian guy donovan bailey no that's not him ben johnson ben johnson's the one okay. he went 979 and then tested positive for steroids after that this was back in like the 60s so it was a world record at the time mm -hmm. maybe it's the 80s and everyone was like you could just tell like his eyes were yellow he had braces oh. he had all the telltale signs yeah. and it was one of those things where he was terrible changed coaches got amazing Okay. So I'm not saying that happens to every person. It might just be the training program fits, but he also gained like 45 pounds. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> a little something there. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. No. Gray areas and sports are a fun one and it messes with what people think humanity is possible. That's a good point. That's a good point for sure. Like... Man, in, in, your, in your intro, we talked about. You're an inspiring TikToker. What inspired that journey? Like we we seen your TikToker or TikTok, and it's bumping. It's doing good. <laughs> um, not like here's the thing. Like when I say I'm done with TikTok, I don't mean I've deleted the app. I have the app. I'm human. Yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to that thing. <laughs> I don't post. I don't post for engagement anymore. Sure. Like I'm not obsessing over. Oh, it's only got like 300 likes. I'm gonna delete it. Like no, I don't really care anymore. Um, so it all started, I was actually in, it's like a two day thing. I was with my, my dad and he was like, have you heard of this app called TikTok? And I was like, yeah, I don't have it. Like it's dumb. Cause that was when like those cringe compilations were coming out. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I was like, like, no, like, I don't, why would I, I don't have that dad. That's like your child. That's your dad brought it I'm better than that. My dad brought it up. Cause he's, he's in like the media. So he like okay. does all these stories about this. Sure. Um, and he, so then that night I went over to my friend's house and we were just like, uh, it was like after the club and we're like at his house, like three 30 or something like that in the morning. And we're just sitting in his basement watching TikTok cringe compilations. And I was like, okay, hey, let's make one. <laughs> so I downloaded the app. I, I made a TikTok and my first ever TikTok, I think now is on like maybe 20 K views. I'm not even going to scroll down. It's. I have so many videos. Um, <laughs> essentially, that started it because the next day or like a few days later or something like that, I, for some reason, I didn't have classes. So it was like on the app. And I was like, screw it. Like, I'll like, join some of these. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the harm, right? And then, uh, so then one of them eventually like blew up overnight, like like hundred and something thousand overnight. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? Damn. So I was at 10K. I was at 10K followers within a week. Jeez. <laughs> and I remember every, like it was at first off it was like every hundred I was sending like this because it started off slow yeah every hundred I was like sending a, a video into the group chat of like with my friends and I was like boy like what the hell what's going on here <laughs> um and then yeah the first one to blow up if you go down it was like a Justin Trudeau one okay we'll, we'll put it up on the screen I basically just yeah I basically just called him uh called him attractive as hell <laughs> <laughs> um 
<laughs> yeah, I think I have the timeline a little wrong. It was a little later. Sure. Um, anyways, I got like 10K in like a week. And then I thought like, wow, like this is kind of crazy. So then I just kept posting like random stuff. And I was just like following trends. And that was more of the thing when like comedy was steering TikTok. Like the edgy comedy was steering TikTok. Yeah. So a lot of those videos are now taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, later on, a brand came up to me. It was like, "Hey, we want to manage you, but you have to delete these." Oh. I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> essentially, yeah, I just kind of got like big per se, and my friends were just make, trying to make fun of me. They're like, "Like this is like the cringiest thing we've ever seen," and all that <laughs> stuff. And then I hit like like a hundred k in like a month, no, like two months ish. 50k in a month 100k it was something like that and my videos were kind of getting thing and then i went to a a meet in south track meet in south dakota and this is my first experience like fan interaction um i kind of said something about me on tiktok i was like yeah like i won't be posting i'm out i'm down in south dakota yeah um so then i was at a meet and it was like one of the first like big races of like my university it was kind of like my personal coach wasn't there. It was a big head coach was the only one who was there. Like he was like calling out all of our splits. He was like taking care of us. So I'm sitting there like, I'm like nervous. And I like, I'm the way I warm up is I put my singlet on like last thing. So I'm like, I'm putting my singlet on. And somehow these two girls got onto the infield, which is supposed to be athletes only. Like you need to have like a pass. There you go. And they come up to me and they ask me for a photo. And I'm like, um, my heat just got called so no and they were like getting upset i'm like i need to go Uh i run the race and i did like okay and then i completely forgot about these two girls so then i go for like a cool down which is like you just gotta like run afterwards and i'm like throwing up every like five steps um like we had like pad thai chicken for dinner or something like that so i was just (laughs) done um it was game over for me um and I'm like throwing up everywhere and these girls come out of nowhere again and one of my teammates take takes the photo mm-hmm. and I just like they're like is that the first time this ever happened I'm like yeah like that like they came up like it was the worst first interaction possible with fans but that at the same time kind of told me like this is kind of weird people that came up to me knowing who I am yeah. what the hell South Dakota um yeah <laughs> not even home not even in Winnipeg yeah and at the and at this time I don't want to make any things but at this time i think i was one of the bigger or the biggest tiktoker from winnipeg proper sure mm-hmm. i think i don't know because i was i was relatively early into tiktok okay mm-hmm. yeah so at this point i was one of the first like every time i would look up the hashtag at winnipeg it was always my videos at the front yeah um obviously people have like blown over me now yeah um and sadly and this is gonna feel Thing. I think I deserve a little more credit. I brought TikTok to Winnipeg, but yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did one of the. It's not up anymore because the sound got deleted. I did one of the first videos of like aesthetic Winnipeg. Okay. Um, and I did that yeah. back in like that was before I hit like 10k followers. Mm-hmm. Like I was just out with my friends at like the four because I was doing like aesthetic Winnipeg, and yeah. it was pretty good. And that one blew up, but the sound got deleted. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then when I hit 100k, a brand reached out to me and was like, "Hey." we want to like partner with you and like the deal will work like we'll take 5% of your profits okay and you take other ones so then 
I right off the bat, I got like six brand deals, like right away. Yeah. But I never posted any because it was one of those things where you make the video, you send them the video and they have to approve it. Oh. And it wasn't like a, you get a second chance to make it better. It was a, we either like it or you don't and you get all the money or you don't like it. And we get, and you get like half the money yeah. that we said we were going to give you up front. So I made like a little bit. Um, and then like three weeks later, I have kind of like, they were like hitting me up every day. They were hitting me up at like wild hours of the night. And it was one of those things where I was like, I had to answer three weeks in. I was like, I think this was like the bad decision. So I kind of like called up and I was like, Hey, like, I was wondering if I could like, cause I was a year contract that I had signed. Oh, damn! I was wondering if I could like, yeah, it was one of those things. Um, if I could like maybe like get out, like, I think I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I know my probation period ended like a week ago. Do you think I get out now? Like, yes, but only if you renegotiate the contract, including the deals that you've already gotten. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? They're like, yeah. So basically um, we keep 5% of the money now <laughs> and you only percent. Damn. Wow. So that was, so for all of the, like the, the money. So basically we worked it out so that, I, I was like, fuck it. Like, I guess I have to oblige. I'm not going to name names because yeah, no, you don't want to do that. Some big people are under them now. Okay. Um, um, this is when they were just starting out as like a management company. And I was like, okay, that's okay. Um, so like, I gave them that. Then I realized I'd lost my best weapon, which was monetization and stuff. So I got my dad to actually reach out and be kind of like an agent almost yeah his thing was i just take the top 10 percent, and i was like honestly better uh-huh. but like i really couldn't care less you're my father <laughs> um he got me a few deals again none of them got posted because they for some reason people didn't like the videos i would create for their apps and for their stuff they just didn't like it so they were like yeah we're just gonna give you like half of the money and then you don't get it oh, okay be, be. Um, but some some of them were like second chance ones like they would like give me another chance and then i would post the video mm-hmm. um were you making money so yeah before, that was... were you making money before all this or no on tiktok no no so this was like, your first on lot yeah what a lot of people don't realize is that on like live streams you can make money on tiktok okay when people send you in those gifts that has a monetary value yeah um so i made like a bit from that but i never made any from deals okay um and then I think like the big one was a Manscaped deal. Oh. Video flopped. Video mm. flopped. It got, I don't even think it broke like 2000 views in the first day. Uh-oh. Yeah. And it like the engagement on my Instagram was terrible. So I deleted that video yeah. and I would, um, and cause they never like formally sponsored me. It was more like one of the, I knew the guy who, I knew someone who had gotten sponsored by them. True. And he said, Hey, my friend would like to work with you guys. So they hit me up and they were like, Hey, we don't have any like budget left, but what'll happen is like people who use your code, uh, you'll get part of the money from that. And I was like, okay, like that's yeah. honestly, that's like fine. Um, and then they finally, this is actually really funny. They find like three months after that video went out, they sent me the check and it was a lot bigger than I thought. I'm like, who the hell used my code? Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked back and my, I guess I had like not deleted the TikTok or something like that. Cause I thought I had, I deleted the Instagram post. I didn't delete the TikTok and it had like blown up, but not in here. It had blown up in Europe. 
<laughs> so I was like, what? So I was getting all these like German people and they were like using my code. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like whatever. Like that's kind of deadly. Um, but the issue for Manscaped at the time was they didn't do international shipping. So they all had to back order all those orders and they were, they'd already been working on international shipping. Mm-hmm. So when international shipping went out is when they sent me the check. Cause that's when the money actually went through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty fun to me. So I'm, I made like a, a, a decent amount on that. I did that one all by myself. So my dad didn't get any of the cut. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of when around the time where I got the check was when I'm kind of given up on TikTok. And it was, I do want to say that it was like a little bit to do with the engagement. Like my, I noticed my engagement going down. Yeah. Um, but I was still growing. Like it was like my channel, my page was still going up at like a decent rate, like probably about like 2000 a day type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my engagement was just going down. So I was like, okay, like this makes zero sense. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of like, I got into it with a few people on the app and there was like a big group chat and I got into some stuff and I was kind of like, I'm done with the app. Like, I don't like the people on this app anymore. Sure. And with my, my final straw was I wanted to do a 24 hour live stream on TikTok where all proceeds and gifts would go towards like a mental health cause. And I reached out to TikTok and I'd had prior communication with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just aired me nothing. Wow. And I reached my contact at TikTok and I was like, Hey, did you guys get my email? They're like, yeah, we did. We're just not interested. I'm like, why? Because like, you don't have a big enough platform. Like anyone should do something. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was like, my average viewership for my live streams is higher than people who have more followers than me. Like, I don't mm. understand it. Yeah. Um, my viewership was down and I, I was, I was kind of like, like, I'm done with this app. They, if they don't care, if they don't, they don't want to at least, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, we're looking for someone bigger to do it, to co-host it with you. Or we're looking we're for someone bigger to it. do it in general. We just don't want to do it. I was like, wow okay like what like i gave you an idea on a silver platter yeah shows that you care it shows all this and there's like six charities picked out and they were just like no so that at that point i was kind of just like yeah i'm done like that was like my (laughs) final final straw and it was a good like eight nine ish months stuff that happened like it was it was good but I kind of regret all of it, if I'm honest with you. You, you mentioned like, it. You sorry. You right. mentioned at the beginning that, like, you said that the views and the the engagement really, like, you don't care anymore now. But it used to. You used to care a lot about that. Oh man, it was like it was dumb because you're trying to grow your personal brand, yeah. right? And you're trying to basically what you're doing through the app is selling yourself mm-hmm. to bigger brands, and that's why I think a lot of the kids kids i say they're probably like a year younger than me people on tiktok today not necessarily from winnipeg just people in general are doing it wrong they're trying to sell their brand not themselves oh okay brand's not a brand isn't going to want to work with you if it's not you if you're putting on a facade and like yeah you still you need to be like all pc and politically correct if you want to like obviously get more stuff unless you want to get the right leaning crazy weirdo brands um and, but like, if you want to get like the good thing, you got to be smart with your intentions. You got to be smart with what you say and what you do. And I just didn't want to. 
I was just kind of like, listen, I'm myself. If you don't want me, like, I'm not saying I was completely politically incorrect, but I did make jokes that were kind of a little on the edgier side, Mm -hmm. which got me canceled at one point. I say it, I bounced back like two days later. I was living. Um, (laughs) um, We don't take L's. (laughs) Let's go. We don't take L's in this house. No, but it was, um, it was weird because what I realized real quick is that I couldn't dance. I couldn't do the dancing stuff. So I had to rely and try and be one of the comedy pages. Yeah. Um, mixed with a little bit of the, the F boy stuff, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm a scrawny white boy. People are going <laughs> to, it's going to be someone. Um, that man, that sounds so super overconfident. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> we get it. We get it. We got you. <laughs> And another thing about the app is that TikTok ruins self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah. Absolutely oh, yeah. ruins it. Comment sections are harsh, bro. And, and so I've looked Dude, through some. They are. I'm like, you, you can't be saying this kind of stuff. Dude. Ruthless. The amount of comments I would get on my forehead when I got, whenever I would get a haircut, I was like, brush. I just like, no. hat all the time. So it was usually like, anytime you see me wearing hats, my TikToks, yeah. most likely because someone said something about my forehead in the previous video. Wow. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I just think people are going about it all wrong. And I think that learn from people like me who made mistakes. Yeah. Sell yourself. Don't sell your brand. Um, and make sure that when you, if you choose, and if you have the opportunity to choose a company to represent you, Make sure you do your research on that company beforehand because I got a little left over. I lost a few decent bucks. Yeah. But what, yeah, was it, it was it was awkward. Was it because Our, was it because you were just excited like that's your first brand deal? And you were like, I'm I'm just want to jump into it. Or this is like no, new territory for me. What it what it was, it was I hadn't had a brand deal before, but I had had brands offer to send me stuff okay. and I had declined them because I didn't like the stuff. I'm, de- I'm, I was always one of the people who would like, I'm only accepting stuff that I like. Like if I'm actually going to use it in life, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, so like Grammarly, for example, yeah. they tried reaching out to me and they kind of just like, I sent them back my video idea and they were like, no. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Like no you problem. do you. Yeah. Um, I should have just redone the video, man. That that was a bag right there. Oh, it's making me sad because I'm realizing how much better financially I could be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, how, know, um, just for like perspective's sake, how big were these bags? Uh, it was. We, we can bleep the number if you want, but <laughs> I'm kind of curious to know. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, if, okay, if you guys bleep, if you guys bleep the number, we yeah, got you. Yeah. We got you. Like, yeah, okay. Um. In total, so like the 100%, not what I would have taken home, the 100% of all these deals. <laughs> but it's not like, it's not like just you, you could have like grown. Better, that's, that's better than just like minimum. Better than nothing. Yeah. But you would have um, got us. That's that. Yeah. That stuff is still in my savings account. Yeah. yeah. I would have gotten the other part of it. I would have gotten oh. the, like the, or whatever mm-hmm. do you know how mental yeah, that would have been that's not off TikTok, off, TikTok, Wait, off tiktok bro that's nuts and people don't realize it is that it can all turn so quickly and you could 
I don't want to say you can lose everything because like I I lost a lot, but I didn't lose my life. I live, yeah, and I, like I didn't lose much, but you have to be careful about who you make friends with on the app, and you have to be careful about what you're trying to do, and especially to the Winnipeg TikTokers, respect those who came before you, please. <laughs> and oh, the funny the I just want to be the best thing is when a brand reaches out to you and they say name your price. Nine times out of ten they will agree to that price because they're used to having big budgets with like the D'Amelio's where it's like 50 K and all that stuff. Sure. And like, um, for another brand who shall remain nameless, it was an, it was a four slide Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was supposed to do it. And the entire thing would have hashtag ad in the bottom corner, but I was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And they said, name your price per slide. I was like, per slide seven fifty. Okay. And they're like, okay, here's four uh, of them. And I was like, oh, bet. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was fun. Okay. Wish I had actually done that deal. Because I, I turned down that deal, actually, because I didn't like the product. Cool. They sent it to me, and I was like, I'm not going to use this. And then, yeah. But you stopped doing TikTok, correct? So you've, I, you've been off I've stopped doing it for engagement. Okay. Like, I've stopped doing it as like me trying to make money off of it and me trying to build a following sure it sucks obviously seeing your numbers go down like my instagram is now at 6.9 thousand instead of my 15k that it once was um, so like <laughs> it's also because like at that time i would post like once every three days and it was like i just had to have engagement up and it was if i'm honest it was it was tiring it was I wasn't even doing a lot. I was making TikToks. Yeah. I was tired. Yeah. I don't get how YouTubers do this. Like what? <laughs> um, and TikTok was the same. Like it was like my numbers are going down too right now. And I don't really care. Like if you look on the analytics thing, it's just a steady red line going down. Sure. Um, but that being said, I still have 146,000 followers, which is more than some of the people yeah, who say they're big. Um and I'm now just more having fun with it. Like I'm posting stuff that like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to post and I'm posting a lot of stuff for like friends only. Mm. And I really don't care. Like, it's just the app is so toxic and the app is so terrible to its content creators and it'll eat you up and spit you right back out. If you don't adhere to anything. Sure. Yeah. Like I was trying to do it differently when people were just dancing and being fuck boys. I was trying to be like, comedic and i was as soon as i went over to the fuckboy thing like you're not one of us and this baby back out and i was like okay like what do you want me to do dye my hair blonde did it <laughs> like oh, no. it's uh yeah but like i don't i just i'm not a fan of that app man it's just i'll use it and i take in the content on it sorry but it's just it's a terrible app <laughs> yeah, I have it hidden in my phone. I have it hidden like not uh, you know on the new iOS where you could like yeah put it in library, not on home screen. I have it hidden like that. <laughs> wow. Like I mean I mean getting most 20 year olds from Winnipeg aren't getting brand deals like the ones that you're getting, right? Like yeah, was- well I just I just think I came into it when brands were finding out about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they thought that like all these kids are going to blow up in a year. Mm-hmm. And like, to be fair, 
oh, this is a flex. Okay, there's two really? TikTokers. So you know Ava Rose, like she's she's from Toronto or Ontario or something like that. She's like 2.6 million. Okay. We were we were like friends on the app when she had 50k, and I had like 45. Yeah. We were friends on the app and we would talk. And Charlie D'Amelio when she had 100k, and I were friends. Wow. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. Big baller. Um, so, so not friends anymore. Define friends. I think she might have realized. Friend, friends isn't like friends on the app. Like you follow each other. Back. You just follow right. each other. Like you got conversations. Oh, you know or... how? Yeah, we had like it was like we just had those things where it's like congrats for hitting this milestone, crossing okay. that, and then she made it. Yeah. Obviously, she made it big. She has a hundred and something million followers on that app. Um, which, by the way, I personally think that all the criticism she's getting kind of a little bit rude because like yeah. everyone's like you went on a vacation. Ninety-five percent of the people who follow her probably did too. She has a hundred million. It's too drama. Too much like if drama. You're, if, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit there and say that I spent ten months in my house and didn't leave, you're lying. You are one thousand percent lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, like I had they because they thought that every account with a hundred k and certain amount at that period of time was gonna make it to a million to two million, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And there was a point where I thought I could do it. I was growing so rapidly. I was like, maybe in like six months, I'll hit a million. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. I just need that like one video to get like a million likes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even got close to a million likes. So I think my best is like 212,000. That's, that's good enough. Long ways to go. It's good enough, but <laughs> it was like... That's a lot. That's a lot. But, <laughs> yeah, and I, I say, I'm talking about it now. I say it like it's a bad thing, but it's, I personally don't think the first before I got a brand deal, I don't regret that. Mm-hmm. That stuff was that was pure me making what I wanted to make, and that was I love it. And then the brand deal ruined it for me. Brand men, the management company ruined it for me. And then, yeah, and I just couldn't bounce back, I guess. And it was just it wasn't fun anymore for me at a point. Like it got to a point where it felt more like work than it felt like fun even that's though I wasn't doing it for money and that's not, yeah, that's not a good I time. Just, that's never, that's never a good time. What no, would you, I would, I, what would you say your peak was for TikTok? I mean, like just searching your name up on the internet, you pop up on famous birthdays, you're 150,000 <laughs> or no, 115,388 famous person. Like, come on, you, man. Do you, you Google pop, yourself? Um, do you Google yourself? I haven't done it in a while. Should I do it now? you can <laughs> yeah we did it yesterday so i mean yeah <laughs> or, uh let's see here um don't kind of obituary what <laughs> so i have like yeah i have my track my famous birthdays my and it's a whole bunch of track stuff now yeah yeah at a time when i was like big it was all TikTok from Noel Kendall. TikTok from this famous birthdays. Noel Kendall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that famous birthday story is actually really funny. What the hell? Let's hear it. I was on there. Let's hear it. Um, so I'm out with my friends, and this is like right after I ended stuff with a management company. Okay. Um, and actually, I'm just gonna keep this page on. It's better lighting. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so the guy, I, I'm just checking through my email. 
because I'm just like I'm at my friend's house and we're, I think we're like waiting on our pizza to get delivered or something like that. So I'm just sitting there on the couch scrolling through my emails and stuff as like someone's in the bathroom. Um, and then I just see this like Reggie from Famous Birthdays and I was like, this has to be a troll. Mm-hmm. And then I look him up and it literally says on his Wikipedia page, like CEO of Famous Birthdays. And I was like, oh, so this is like real. So and he's, so then he said like, basically I filled out like their form and he was like, hey, like we're interested in you guys. We're interested in you being on our app. Uh, is there like, or I guess our website, is there any like things that you should put in there? And I was like, I mean, just like my name, my age, obviously when I was born, where I was born. Um, and he's like, what about any photos? I'm just pull it from my Instagram. And I can guarantee you that they just Photoshop. They just screenshotted and <laughs> grabbed them. They didn't even try and save image. Yeah. Like, if you look at them, they're <laughs> cropped in a little, little bit of a weird way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's crazy though, man. The CEO of Famous Birthdays reached out to you. Just I, I might not have... It, it was either the CEO or the CFO, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. You you mentioned you mentioned it got canceled. I, I kind of want to hear this. <laughs> oh, so that was just like, oh my gosh. So back when I had like sixty thousand, mm-hmm. right? I commented on a guy's post like, "Bro, this is sick." He did something with a car, yeah, or something like that. Like he had like modded his car, and he was able to like play like a game in it. And he was able to like drive. Uh, it was he basically made a Tesla, like the you know how Tesla can do like Mario Kart. Yeah, but he did that in a gas car. Oh okay. no, like he did it with his with a wheel, like sure. his wheel. He could turn the car off and turn the screen on and make it do that. Okay, and I was like, that's kind of deadly. Yeah. Um. So I like I commented, I'm like, that's sick. But when I had like 120, like almost like I guess like a month and a half later, he came out as like a Trump 2020 guy. Someone found that. And it was like, you supported him. You like him. And I'm like, A, I don't follow him. B, look at the context of that. I'm saying that car is sick. Like C, I've been very political in the fact that I've mentioned that I don't like this guy, this Trump guy. And they were all just like, like, like it was like a legion of them. I was like fighting. My DMs were hitting like 99 plus requests. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I remember putting out a video and it literally the caption was just, I don't care. And it was me saying, you want to cancel me? Go ahead. I'm going to bounce back. Cause I know that I'm, I'm not a supporter. I've yeah. verbally said this. I supported him on for the car video and nothing else. And then two days later I bounced back and oh my, the amount of hate that I was getting was amazing. And I'm <laughs> one of the people who like, if it's like the type of hate that's like, I know I'm in the right and they're just hating on me for no reason. Oh, I thrive on that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I remember it was like my one video that like, I guess was like when I, when I realized I was back, cause my, my engagement went straight down too. Like I was getting like less than a thousand views. One video hit like a hundred thousand views in two hours. Yeah. I remember just posting a video just being like, I'm back. And I just sat back on my couch <laughs> and, and, uh, and then, oh gosh, it was to the backstreets back song. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was just, I sat down and I was like, "Hey," <laughs> and I'm oh here. my gosh, the amount of hate I got on that video, it was like, oh, it was so good, so good. Oh man, that's, no, that's awesome. You like you've done it before, so what what's stopping you from doing it again? Like, is it just the hate of the app and just not enjoying it anymore? Like, if you wanted to go down the social media route and influencer route or whatever, 
what's what's stopping you from doing that here's the thing i think that every kid our age wants to be a social media influencer at some point they have that dream of like if i make it big this can happen Mm -hmm. um and have dreams set goals work towards those though personally i'm of the mindset that like if it falls upon me i'm not gonna say no i'm not gonna actively work towards it okay so I'm furthering my skill set in other places. I'm actually um, early news. Me and a former teammate of mine are working on like a paywall free track service thing. Okay. We'll like write articles. We'll have podcasts. Mm. Um, so if that's what I get into eventually, maybe this is going to, maybe that's going to be a whole fluke. Who knows? Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly find what i'm doing and i don't want to go back onto that app i don't want to be a social media influencer as much as like and this is it does hurt a little bit losing the followers not gonna lie to you there like just mm-hmm. part of me is like damn i kind of wish i had like i was kind of wish i was still getting like three thousand likes on instagram photos like that was kind of sick yeah. i'd actually had single number one thing i posted a photo and i went to track practice and my friend looked at me he's like you had 800 likes in 15 minutes what the <laughs> hell and i like at, the, at that that was at like the peak of it though like that was when i was like red hot like yeah. um yeah there's definitely a point where i was like thinking about getting two phones and one was for branding <laughs> and i was like that's, that's i, I kind of i kind of thought <laughs> but uh, but i kind of thought about it, i'm like like this probably isn't gonna last like i know yeah. it's probably not gonna last that was my entire mindset the entire thing i was like this is gonna end at some point mm. it's either i'm gonna end it or someone else is gonna end it for me meaning I would get canceled again. Um, But um, yeah. And also the constant fear of having to worry about what you say. Yeah. I'm definitely an advocate of like, just be, be you. Mm -hmm. Be human. Like be human. Yeah. Uh, If you're, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a Trump supporter. As long as you don't push your ideas onto me and tell me that I'm wrong for believing what I believe, I won't tell you you're wrong. Right. We have differing opinions. If we can steer our conversations away from politics and we agree, yeah, we'll be real good friends. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee that. Um, again, like I'm, I'm as long as you as long as you respect people, you don't necessarily have to like them. As long as you can be respectful to them, you're fine. So that's my thing of being you. I treat everybody with respect. People haven't treated me with respect, especially in the industry, especially in TikTok. Yeah. So I've like. If you guys don't respect me the way I respect you, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to. Just that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, man, I think this has been a solid podcast. Thank you so much for watching, viewing, and listening to our podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button, and go check out Noel. We'll put his descriptions and everything in the link in the bio. Until next time. Peace. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Guys. Thanks, Noel.